0: If you want to know what is really happening in the world today, you need to read the Parsha Hashavua, the weekly Torah reading. Join Rabbi Mendel Lipska for the next hour as he delves and enumerates the themes running through the weekly Torah Parsha, only on 101.9 High FM. And a wonderful Arab Shabbos, all of you, like to be with you to share some ideas, spend some time studying some Torah, taking a look at the words of the Parsha, taking a look at the words that talk to us About the time that we're in, trying to understand what in fact is being told to us, trying to understand ourselves within the context of life, trying to understand what in fact Torah is teaching us. Torah, after all, is called Torah Chayim, the Torah of life. It's not some abstract work of laws that have been imposed upon us. It is the essence of our lives. And because it's the essence of our lives, it's the blueprint of our lives. It talks to us about what makes us live, live properly. And therefore, when we speak about Torah, it's not something which we simply introduce into our lives. It's the very essence of our being. And therefore, whenever we speak about Torah, whenever we study Torah, whenever we share ideas of Torah thought, this is something which touches our very own lives, and this is the Parsha of the week, the Parsha of Shoftim, and we will talk about Shoftim in a moment or two, but now we're talking about the month of Elul. We're well on the way into the month of Elul. Elul is that beautiful journey that takes us all the way to rosh hashanah el is the time as i've talked about quite a few times when the king is in the field the 13 measures of divine compassion is present it's a time of incredible opportunity it's a time that we're able to grasp god's great gift where he in fact makes this beautiful overture to each and every one of us to welcome us to ask us to come forward and to ask him what we truly need. It takes a degree of understanding, because after all, it's not simply asking for what we need, because we have to understand what it is that we need. Of course, there is an immediate response. We need, we need health, we need nachos from our children, we need peace of mind, we need gladness, we need the type of happiness that we're looking for. But when we have the opportunity of directing Excuse me. Of directing our request directly to God Himself. And He says, tell me what you need. It's important for us to spend a moment or two and perhaps even more than a moment or two to try and understand what is it that we need. And the word need is an interesting word because need doesn't only mean what I want. Need means that which I am lacking. And a person has to ask himself, what am I Truly lacking in life. Unfortunately, the vast majority of people, when you ask them what they're lacking in life, it will come down to something material, something physical, something that can be bought for money. With others, it's an issue of health. And that, of course, is something which is vital. just from children, something which is vital. But when we have to consider with truth what in fact it is that we need, it's important to know who we are, what we are. When we understand ourselves, then we know what our true needs are. And that's the month of Elul. The month of Elul is the month of Teshuvah. The month of Teshuvah doesn't only mean repentance, taking a look at our shortcomings and our failures and our sins, God forbid, and asking God to forgive us. The month of Teshuvah means to return. What does return mean? Coming to terms with who and what we are, trying to find out who we are, understanding who we are. That is a noble but difficult journey, but that's what the journey of Elul is all about. As I mentioned last week, stands for the words, Anila Dodi I make this incredible overture to Almighty God. This is me, Ani. I am calling out from the essence of my being. What is my being? And certainly, what is the essence of my being? And what does my being need What does the essence of my being need? My body, my body needs to be nurtured with food, with drink, with fresh air, with companionship, with nachas, with love. All those things are absolutely vital. But there is more to love because there is a soul that has to be nurtured as well. And how is my soul? How is my neshama nurtured? Because my soul and my body are not two separate things. They might appear to be two separate things, but they are in fact one. My soul is dependent upon my body. My body is dependent upon my soul. They are a harmony of two opposites that come together to create this miraculous whole called a human being. And these two things have to be nurtured. And when we place too much emphasis on the material alone, on the natural, on the physical, on the body alone, and we starve the soul, there is an imbalance. The human being is incomplete, which leads to a sense of frustration, to a sense of uncertainty, who and what we are. This is the month of El, And this is why during the month of El we say extra tehillim, we say the passage of David Ori, we speak about all that, the month of Elo possesses. We hear the call of the Shofar, the call that brings to mind that something extraordinary is taking place. We have to wake up. We have to somehow remove ourselves from the state of slumber. We have to remind ourselves that our souls have to be nurtured, that our neshama, which perhaps has not been fed throughout the year as much as it should. Now our soul calls out, we are standing in the field and the king is beckoning to us. He's calling to us. The king is making this huge, huge, gentle, kind and loving gesture to each and every one of us. We have to know what to ask for. And this is why when we think about the month of Elul, it's a time of tremendous opportunity. It's a time that shouldn't be wasted. It's a time that should be taken with tremendous tremendous seriousness and by seriousness I don't mean with heaviness but to understand the preciousness of the moment to seize the moment to take the moment and to make it real to fill it with all that is good and all that is real because the month of Elul as I said is a month of tremendous opportunity, a month that we're able to fill our lives with tremendous blessing and it's a month which is the journey that brings us to Rosh Hashanah when we stand before God, as he sits on his holy throne, to judge us, to judge the entire world, and to recreate the world anew in the new year. And this is why when it comes to the month of El, we have to feel not only the seriousness of the month, but a tremendous inner sense of joy as well. The joy of the realization that God gives us the opportunity of doing just that. Yes, it is a time that we have to take life a bit more seriously. But taking life seriously does not come with sadness. It comes with a tremendous sense of conviction of joy. That God loves me. And God is giving me this opportunity. And Hashem is calling out. This is the time that you're able to take the energy that I'm giving you. That I'm giving the world. That I'm giving each and every one of you. To find out who Who you are and what your needs are. I'm going to teach you. I'm going to show you what to ask for by telling you who and what you are. And this is the time of the year that we have to spend a moment or two, more than a moment or two, to try and understand, yes, who and what we are. And what in fact it is that we have to ask for. What in fact it is that our needs are really all about. And this is why when it comes to the month of Elul, there is a mood of, to a degree of somberness, but there is an underlying dimension of tremendous, tremendous joy, a realization that we have an opportunity, an opportunity of gaining infinite gifts from God. More of that soon. This is the Pasha HaShavua with Rabbi Mendel Lipska, only on 101.9 High FM. So we're talking about how the month of Elul is so filled with opportunity and we are able to ask for whatever it is that we need, but we have to know what we need. The question is, how do we accomplish that? And this is why, as I mentioned very often, there is a powerful correlation, a powerful connection between the times that we live in and the parsha of the week the month of elo we always read the various parshiot beginning with a Kivra, a and the parsha of this week the parsha of Shoftim. And as we look through the Parsha of Shoftim, we begin to understand how it is that we are able to understand ourselves, how it is that we are able to understand what our needs are, how it is that we are able to approach God Almighty as he is the king in the field, making the overture of love, beckoning us, welcoming us, calling to us to come forward and asking him for whatever it is that we need. And of course, the month of Elul is always connected with the seven weeks of consolation. We're in the fourth week of consolation, where Hashem is reaching out to each and every one of us, comforting us, consoling us for the destruction of not one but both temples. This is a time of great, great compassion, great, great love. And this is why as we look into the Parsha of the week, as we look into the Parsha of Shoftim, we have powerful insights into how we are able to recognize who we are, what we are, and that which we are able to accomplish within our own lives. The Parsha of Shoftim is interesting. It opens up with a tremendously powerful statement about the judicial system in the Jewish people, in the Promised Land. It says, You shall appoint the judges and court bailiffs at all the gates in your cities. And you must make sure that you judge people fairly and with honesty. You mustn't pervert justice. You mustn't show partiality. You mustn't accept a bribe because bribery blinds the eyes of the wise, and perverts the just words of the Torah. It opens up with a dramatic statement of the basis of every society. And the basis of a healthy society is its judiciary, its judicial system, that if the judges are honest, impartial, if the judges judge with honesty and with strength, tzedek, tzedek tidov, if they pursue justice with a just form of concern, then that society will be an ethical, moral society. It's a powerful statement. And in fact, every nation of the world, when they come to this passage, this is what they endeavor to achieve within their own. Some are more successful, some are less successful, but every nation understands to a lesser or greater degree That in order to have a just and fair society, it really depends upon, not so much the government, so to speak, but it depends upon the justice system of that society. But as we go into the Parsha, we see that there are different types of leadership roles that the Parsha talks about. It speaks about the appointment of a king, who can be a king in the nation of Israel, and what the requirements of a king are, who he can marry, what he must have, how his behavior has to be perfect, what kind of example he must set, that type of leadership, the leadership of a king. We speak about prophets, and to make a distinction between false prophets and authentic prophets, between soothsayers, between individuals who simply try to blind the people in spiritual ways as opposed to those who are authentic and speak in the name of God. We speak about the entitlements, we speak about the gifts that must be given to the Kohanim, to the Levim, to the priests, to the Levites. We talk about different leadership roles within the Jewish nation, within the Jewish community. The king represents government, the head of that body that rules the nation, the king. After all, the king is the one that governs the nation, that rules the nation. The prophet represents the religious individual who speaks in the name of God, the one who delivers the sermon, the word of God. The one who speaks to the people to teach to admonish sometimes but the one who speaks in the name of god the priest is the one who is the minister in the temple the one who observes the ritual each one of those leadership positions absolutely vital without the king there is no government. Without the king, there is no great leadership. Without the king, the overall nation is not led properly. Without the prophet, there is no clear direction as to what the word of God is. There is confusion. There is uncertainty. There is a sense of disorder in terms of what God wants from the people. Without the priests... There is confusion within the temple. There is chaos within the house of God. Each one plays a huge, significant, powerful role in order to ensure that the nation, that the community is run properly. And yet, you have a king, you have a prophet, you have a poet, you have a priest. Each one vital and important. And yet, what is the parsha called? Is it called Malachim, the kings? No. Is it called Nevi'im, the prophets? No. Is it called Kohanim, the priests? No. It's called Shoftim, the judges. Why of all four categories of authority and leadership within the community, of monarchy, of prophecy, of priesthood and the judicial system. Why do does Torah choose the judges as the one that the Parsha is named after, which includes all of them? One might think that the king is most important. One would say that the prophet is most important. One could argue that the priest is most important. Why does Torah say the Parsha is called Shoftim, in which we include the king, The prophet and the priest. Why does Torah give such prominence to the judge more than any other? And the answer, of course, is because ultimately the judge is the one who rules constantly as to what is right and what is wrong. Is the behavior of the king correct? Is the way he actually expresses himself proper? Is his lineage authentic? Are the words of the prophet true? Does he in fact carry the word of God? Is the Kohen one that is able to serve in the temple? And is his service proper? The judge is the one who is so steeped in the knowledge of the law, the law of Torah, that he understands the role of each and is able to rule In each and every single situation as to what, in fact, is the correct manner of behavior, the judge becomes more important. He is the foundation. He is the anchor. He is the one that holds together the entire society. And based upon the strength of the judicial system, the judge, the king can rule, the prophet can preach, priest can serve because the judge is there. And when we begin to apply this message in terms of personal life, we all have an element of monarchy, of being a ruler, head of a family, head of an organization. We all speak words of wisdom from time to time. We teach, we preach to a lesser or greater degree. We do acts of ritual in our own lives, in our own communities. But what is the constant activity that each and every one of us, each and every one of us is involved with all the time? That's the judge within each and every one of us. Every single action, every single word, every single expression, the internal judge has to ask, is this right? Is this wrong? Is this good? Is this evil? Is this proper? Is this improper? You may not go through the entire gamut of asking and answering, but the internal judge is always at work, at least always should be at work. The internal judge should always be there with a tremendous oversight, looking at every single activity of life, is this relationship a healthy relationship, or is it a destructive relationship? Am I developing this relationship properly, or am I abusing this relationship? Am I interacting in my society as I should, or am I not doing that which I should and put to my society? Whatever it is that I do, say, think, whatever expression of life that I have, There is always the shofei. There is always the judge. Is what's coming out of my mouth proper? Is what's going into my mouth proper? Is what's going into my ears proper? Is what I'm looking at proper? Every single action. Because she'arecha. Life is a constant process of gateways. Every single interaction. Every single presence is a gateway, a gateway to another human being, a gateway to another level of life, a gateway to another understanding of life, an intellectual gateway, an emotional gateway, a spiritual gateway. Gateways are constantly there. And if we view life as a constant process of gateways, this is the idea of growth and development. And this is where judgment is necessary. And this is where the internal judge has to play a huge role in life. And this is something which is so important to understand. And this is why the parsha is called shoftim, the judges. It's not called kings. It's not called prophets. It's not called priests. It's called judges because the judge is the foundation and the judge is the constant The judge is always there, should always be there. This is what the month of Elul is all about. How do we know ourselves? When we are conscious of the presence of that internal judge and all the gateways of our lives. When we have the wisdom, when we have the courage, when we have the ability of recognizing the many and varied complex and magnificent amount of gateways that we possess in life and we judge correctly we begin to understand who we are and we begin to understand what we need so we can approach the king properly more of that soon This is the Parsha HaShavua with Rabbi Mendel Lipska only on 101.9 High FM We're talking about implementing the internal judge, that judge within ourselves at the gateways of life. How do you implement a judge? And how do you recognize a gateway? And how do you actually come to the realization that this will make you understand who you are and to elevate the experience of Elo to a level that it should? And the answer is, can you imagine walking down... A passage. And there is one doorway, one gateway after the other. And you're not sure, is this a gateway for you to enter? Is this not a gateway for you to enter? And then you have signs that say enter and do not enter. How easy that journey would be. It wouldn't be hit or miss. It wouldn't be, well, take a chance and guess. It would be clear signage that would say "Enter" or "do not enter." This is what Torah does. Torah puts up the signs and says, "This is a gate that you enter. This is a gateway that you don't enter. This is a place that will bring blessing, and this is a gate that will bring confusion and disaster and upset. This is something that we have to understand. What is Torah? As mentioned earlier on, it's Torah Chayim, it's life. It's not there to impose upon us restrictions and difficulties, do this and do that, no. It enables us to understand who we are. And by illuminating those areas of life that should be illuminated, We begin to understand, this is what we do, this is what we don't do. This is constructive, this is destructive. But there's a danger, because within the judiciary there's always the problem of partiality, of bribery, of blinding the eyes of the judges. And self-love does just that. Sometimes we see something which is so beneficial, as far as we are concerned, and yet we turn away from it. And sometimes we see something which is so destructive, and we're tempted by it. Because this is what bias can do. This is how we can bribe ourselves. This is why we have to work at developing an impartial judge within ourselves. This is what Torah is all about. This is what the study of Torah, this is what the Parsha is all about. This is why it's so important to understand that when we study Torah, it's not an intellectual pursuit. It's not really, well, I'm studying something which tells me these wonderful ideas, these wonderful concepts, these wonderful stories, these beautiful philosophical ideas, these insights. Yes, it's that, but it's much more than that. It's talking to you about you, about life, about making you understand who and what you are. It's expanding your mind. It's developing your emotions. It's connecting your body and soul. It's showing the harmony of the physical and spiritual that is contained within you. It's showing the gateways of your life and how to enter some and to avoid others. It's developing that internal judge that you possess, that each and every one of us possesses, and how to recognize it. This is the month of Elo. And yes, perhaps throughout the year, that is a difficult test. It's a difficult task. It's a challenging task. But during the month of El, when God blesses us with this incredible energy of the 13 measures of divine compassion, divine compassion, which is overwhelming in its kindness and its love. When the king is in the field where God himself appears dressed in garments which make him available. And the metaphor is so simple to understand. Because sometimes God is a judge, and sometimes God sits on his throne, and sometimes God cannot be approached simply, but not during the month of Elul. During the month of Elul, he is present, he is there. The metaphor is simple. This is a time that we are able to take the Torah words, we are able to take the word of God, we are able to use the incredible energy that exists within the time itself and to use it to great benefit this is what this parsha is all about it teaches us and talks to us about different types of leadership positions, there's a king and there's a prophet and there's a priest all of whom are important and vital Great individuals, absolutely necessary. Absolutely important in terms of running a nation properly. But the judge is the one that is the constant. And that's what the month of Elul is all about. The month of Elul is the time that we are preparing ourselves to, well, to present ourselves before the judge of judges. And before we present ourselves to the judge of judges, God gives us an opportunity to recognize the judge within ourselves. Something which is so important. Something which is so vital. So, as I tell you every Friday, every year of Shabbos, when you are in shul tomorrow, or if you're at home tomorrow, when you pick up the chumash and you hear the reader calling out or reading out, or if you're at home and you're reading it for yourself, Listen to the words of the parsha. Take one or two passages and make them personal. See how you can implement it in your own life. Awaken that internal judge. Awaken that shelter, awaken that gift that God gives you, awaken that beacon that enables you to recognize which is a healthy gateway and which is one that should be avoided at all costs, which is a doorway that you should go through and which is one that you dare not enter, which is a good road and which is a dangerous road, which is something which is productive and positive, which is something which is negative and destructive this is the month of Elul it can be done it can be done with relative ease but it needs application it needs a moment or two or perhaps more than a moment or two of thought, of study of connection so during the month of Elul we already say we should have a Kativat chatimatava to be inscribed and sealed for a good and sweet year but we have to do something about it because Hashem says come close to me Ask me for what you need. Know what you need by knowing yourself. You know yourself by knowing who your judge is. Your judge is within you. Recognize him. Recognize your gateways. You'll know yourself. You'll know your needs. You'll ask with a tremendous sense of clarity, with a tremendous sense of joy. Good Shabbos.